I love you, man. I love you too, bud. I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Broseph Quiggles. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number three. Episode three. If you've made it this far, love is the only way I can describe the way I feel about you. It's not matter your gender. I need you to know that right off the bat. Um, this is an exciting one for Preston and I because our first two guests we knew on a personal level. We had talked to before. These guys, immediately, you know they're amazing because the first time we met them was not only five minutes ago. So if you're listening, um, our first two guests are Jeff and Amelia who are the owners of Ampersand Ice Cream. What's up, guys? Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going? Just out here living our best lives. <laughs> um, right off the bat, I just want to let you guys know, um, we're recording this podcast in a bedroom at Preston's house <laughs> yes. um, near Old Town Clovis. So immediately you can just tell that the personalities of these two are really open and exciting because... This is where, hey, drive to this address. Let's do this. Yeah, come to my house. Uh, we're going to go in this room. Just put these headphones on. Yeah. And they were totally down. And so that's how we know it's going to go well. Um, first off, um, I'm kind of interested. In my perspective, I think you guys, whether you want to admit it or not, and I'm sure you're humble, kind of brought, and I'll call it the bougie ice cream game to Fresno. Before that, the world only knew about Cold Stone. Cold they Stone thought, oh, problems. this is so cool. They're not using ice cream scoopers. They're slapping ice cream on this slate that's cold. Wow. <laughs> and they sing if you tip them. Oh, yeah. That was just crazy to encounter. Um, so then you guys showed up on the scene, and it was like, whoa, this is this is how you can do ice cream? Like These aren't just regular flavors. There's no cookies and cream? I thought that was a must. Um, so what I'm curious about... What made you guys want to get into ice cream? And this is for either one of you, or if you both have an answer, um, you can each chime in. But I'm just curious because whenever people get into business, there's something that drives them. And I've always loved ice cream, but I don't know if that meant I was supposed to get into ice cream. So I want to know what it was for you guys. Uh, well, I think um, I think really what got us into ice cream was, this is going to sound weird, but a love for our city. Um, we... I'm a transplant. I moved to Fresno seven years ago and fell in love with the city pretty quickly. And um, I I come from a background of food and beverage. And so I've always wanted to open something in that field. Um, And so when we started thinking about what that would look like, um, and this will circle back to love for our city, but when uh, we started thinking about what we wanted to open, um, we looked at the city and like, what did it not have? What was this big city, fifth largest city in California, missing that every other city that we would travel to, not ha- what does it not have? And one thing we realized is a lot of our vacations and trips to other cities, we always ended up at an ice cream shop. Yes. And, like, and Fresno has Cold Stone. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. the yeah. Like, like, ice cream That was shop. a perfect opening for the question. Yeah. Because that's so, what we noticed too. Yeah. And so it was just like, we, we've got to have something like that. And so we kind of looked at each other and like, well ice cream i love ice cream you love ice cream can we make ice cream and uh yeah and so it just um that we started experimenting with that and mm-hmm. here we are three years later and three years already wow Jeez. i thought it was just last summer <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. How, so like how much time did you guys dedicate to actually like the very beginning like learning everything about ice cream like making it what goes into it because like, i'm sure it's an art yeah. form yeah definitely it's funny my 
mom always thought I should be an architect because I like had an eye for design, but I was good at math. And similarly, ice cream is like part art, part science. So and no one would ever know. Like, <laughs> know. No one would ever know. So um, it's kind of like that. And if if there's any bakers out there, <laughs> they're all out raising there, their fists. Like yeah. they're like the like bakers and cooks are different people, right? Like cooks just throw stuff together and they make it taste awesome and bakers like you have to measure otherwise it turns into nothing and so uh, ice cream's like right in the middle which i really ended up liking um but i think i started about a i'd say a year and a half before we actually opened started making it at home and i mean i like started with alton brown's recipe online like that's where i started yeah <laughs> um and a little KitchenAid mixer and so started doing that um and then just yeah self-educating um, as we got closer towards like purchasing our equipment and stuff, we did some weekend courses just to learn a little bit more about mass, mass production, even though that's, you know, two gallons at a time for us, which yeah. is still teeny tiny, but versus a quart at a time at home. So, um, so yeah, so self-taught. And so I say about a year and a half from that first, cool. that first go, um, while we were still working our regular jobs and then, yeah. What was life before ice cream? what you guys do before ampersand? Uh, well, for me, uh, like I said, I've been in food and beverage for most of my adult life. Um, I actually worked for Chase Bank right before moving to Fresno. Mm. Um, and then uh, I was uh, a district manager for Taco Bell when oh. I left. Oh. Uh, start this. So. Confession time. I um, My research in regards to this podcast involves social media stalking. <laughs> So I got pretty deep onto your uh, Instagram, and I started to notice a little minor Taco Bell theme. And I wanted to pursue it further, but I was at that point where I was like, I'm one accidental double tap away from being creepy as hell. I was like, I'm meeting this guy tomorrow. I can't, I can't have an accidental like from two years ago. So I stopped, but I was like, I, I got to figure out what this Taco Bell tie-in that's is. Fantastic. Okay, that's cool. All right, good to yeah. know. Yeah, and that was actually fantastic experience. I think everything in my career has kind of led up to this point. Yeah. Um, from different restaurants I've managed to, I worked for Starbucks for eight years. Um, we're alone yeah. as well. There's yeah. three guys here. That yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, so then, uh, and then Taco Bell kind of gave that, I think that bigger picture for me because it was, I, I worked for a franchise, um, owner. And so there's a lot of like, do things outside the box and kind of do things on your own and figure it out. Um, that a lot of corporate didn't have. Um, but then you had that corporate backing that made it really nice. So it's kind of a, a good blend. I to- totally understand that. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. What about for you, Amelia? What did you do? Oh, uh, I was in the dental world, which is oh. super <laughs> She got into the sugary snack of <laughs> exactly. ice cream. Uh, Way to revolt. Actually, she's, actually getting, she's actually still getting paid by her previous dentist. Yeah, uh, we just... <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. extensive testing. I get it. Yeah. Uh, no, it's all about good, you know, dental hygiene. Yeah. You have whatever you want as long as you brush your Oh, I so, knew it. I've been telling my mom for years. <laughs> yeah. So it was a job that I just fell into after college um, and really loved. It was um, just a really healthy work environment, which none of my other post-grad friends had. <laughs> right yeah. It's not and common. So it was great uh, to have a boss that um, kind of was a good example of balance and humor and leadership and um and things like that that i think definitely helped give us some ideas on how we wanted to be employers as well but anyway it was one of those like oh something bigger or better is going to take me away from this cush cush life and then here comes ampersand (laughs) i always say that those uh, because everybody has bad days at work Uh, i always say the bad days are the moments you realize you want 
why it's worth it to wait for something else. Like at the end of the day, you're like, this is why I don't want to be here. And this is why I'm going to school or this is why I'm at home making ice cream batches because of these days. And so I'm sure maybe you were, you didn't know what it was at the time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. um, What was, uh, why you're experimenting making those ice creams? What was that? Was there an aha moment where you're just like, oh, I think we got something. Um, Was that how the staple flavor was born? Whichever that may be. Right. Yeah, I, well, think, I think probably the whiskey, whiskey caramel. Story. Yes, I knew it. Okay, yes. I was curious. <laughs> so, whiskey caramel actually came from a friend of mine uh, who lives in Sacramento. Was coming down um, for like a guy's cigar and, and bourbon night, and uh, he, we had been making ice cream and he'd been hearing about it. So he's like, Amelia asked, like, "Hey, what do you want us to make you?" And he's like, "Oh, something with whiskey in it." And she made whiskey caramel squirrel. And he like took one bite and he like dropped the spoon. He's like, yeah. <laughs> "Where can I buy this?" Same every single time. This? That's yeah. what happens to me. And I think for me too, the real like point when it like all kind of clicked was when we had friends and family like offering us money for peppermint ice cream during Christmas. Oh, I'm like, one, it's Christmas. It's cold outside, yeah. and you're willing to buy pints and pints of ice cream, ice cream. that we're making it like one batch at a time for cash. I think yeah, we have something that's like second. legitimate here. Anyone yeah. with the business background is like, okay, someone's throwing money at you. How do we make this work? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. I think I was nervous till our soft opening, and then I was okay. <laughs> yeah. And then the first gal bought five pints, and I'm like, okay. I think no, right. oh my gosh. We're going to be all right. We don't, we, we don't have our pints. Where are the pints? Yeah. <laughs> Go get them from the back. One thing that I like, one of my earliest memories of it was the whole aspect of like, oh, sorry, we're out of that, to where it yeah. kind of created a like, shit, I got to come by earlier. <laughs> now, I was curious, was that, those moments, were those intentional or those genuine like, damn it, <laughs> we ran out again? Yeah. Very much not Because I could see if it was like a strategy, like, oh, we're going to keep one for more. Yeah, it was no. no, it was not intentional <laughs> we at all. Just, okay, all right. yeah. <laughs> that was we were in the weeds, and I was probably in the back crying <laughs> while, while doing the new tier ice cream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you guys like have like a one moment? So obviously, you guys, when you first open Ampersand, like just sticks out to you, like just one of those moments, like wow, like this is amazing, or like wow, this is really hard, like whatever stance <laughs> that's from, because. Um, just from a business owner standpoint, from someone who's out there listening that doesn't know what that's like, mm-hmm. do you just have like one of those memorable moments that just sticks out to you? I think like the wow slash like holy crap moment was like our soft opening that Sunday. We literally like didn't announce anything. We unlocked the front door and we had like staff that was kind of their training. And then all of a sudden there was a line of people and it was oh like, gosh, wait. What? <laughs> and we're like, kind of like, we're not open yet, but we're like, we are like, what? Can't turn in, the first, in, the, in the first lady's like, I'll take five pints. I'll take a pint of this. Pint oh, of this, pint of that. No. And we're like, and our staff looks at us like, that was the first day. How, how do you scoop a pint? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I wish I could tell you. It wasn't, yeah. This is not in the manual. Yeah. It wasn't even our first official day. Yeah. It was just, we were all there. So let's open the doors and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was like, yeah. And we were busy all the way until we had to like kick people out. And it was yeah. like, um, I think we have something going here. Mm-hmm. And then after week one, when we like collapsed, exhausted in the kitchen, we, I think we were like, oh my gosh, like we, what, what if we have created, what have created we a done? monster? Yeah. <laughs> the so. power of word of mouth is just insane to me. Yeah. Like what people can do. Cause I, I feel like that's existed, but because of things like Instagram or Facebook, mm-hmm. being able to check in places, take pictures of your guys' beautiful Sampler palettes and just mm-hmm. the aesthetic of the the shop. Mm-hmm. It's 
I mean, like you got caught off guard because mm-hmm. people were talking for you, mm-hmm. and you didn't have to pour really anything into marketing besides what the place looked like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like um, Instagram and just social media in general, or people just Snapchatting, like, "Hey, I'm at Ampersand." Do you think that's been just the biggest blessing ever in marketing? Do you do anything in regards to your own marketing besides running an Instagram account? I think in total we've spent maybe five hundred dollars in five awesome. and three wow. years in marketing. That's awesome. Um, and a lot of times it's been either to promote some like an event that we are doing or or something like that through Facebook. Um, yeah, social media has been the hugest blessing in the world to us. Uh, some of it, and I, I will admit, it takes work on our back end. Like mm-hmm. there was things in the our shop even to this day that we thought through and like, okay, how could that be? I don't know if you remember our old countertops, but we had like the bowling alley wood countertops with mm-hmm. the, the, the marble inset. Well, the marble inset was intentionally there because it's like it's the true. photo Instagram photo op right before you pick up your ice cream and walk out with it. That's and awesome. you look through the old photos, like yeah, no, I everyone totally is like about. this yeah. perfect, old, perfect, beautiful piece of marble that you don't see anything else around it except for that scoop of ice cream and the marble. And so there was a lot of that thought put into it and making a beautiful space. Um, our friends Flora uh, Flower Cart, if you guys haven't met them yet, they have like they are like the perfect Instagram. It's a beautiful cart with flowers and beautiful bouquets. It's like that thought of going into that um, that really helps drive that. But social media then does its own thing on it by itself. Like you provide good service, you provide a good product, and it's just going to move on. It's not so yeah. much like you have to ask people to do it. You When you open the business, you plan. Yeah. This is what people are going to do, so let's make sure when they do it, yeah. it's, it's damn good. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly yeah. it. I think like for us too, just the aesthetics of our shop was something that we were really passionate about even beyond social media and just that we wanted uh, a, a small, I mean, we were on a budget for that guy for, you know <laughs> yeah. that first opening um that like even on a budget that it would look professional and beautiful and um like we actually put thought into it because that's was something that was kind of a pet peeve of ours of other small businesses that just didn't take the 75 dollars to get a color consult for your wall color like things yeah. like that Damn. to us we really value because you're pres- you're you want especially in a hospitality industry like we want people to come and stay and want to be there mm-hmm. and some you know, sometimes we feel um we never want to come across like um vain about it but like we almost never put posters on our windows because yeah. it drives us crazy oh i know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about yeah, um, yeah and so like we have a community board and it's on our back wall and like it's not because we don't want to share what's going on in the city it's just that when you come in we want a clean inviting yeah, opening totally. space that you want to sit and be in so um so yeah so that's something that we always kind of like walk the tightrope on of like we don't want to say no to your poster or your event we're just going to put it back here with everybody else's because it's respectable. We yeah. want our space to be. Yeah. And <laughs> and like, I, oh. No, no, go ahead. Um, like going into like that side of the business, how you see like the color palette and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of want to touch on this. Um, me and her mom were talking about it earlier this week, but you guys originally had one logo mm-hmm. and then it had to be changed. And like, I don't think a lot of people think about that and like copyright and all these different things that go into a business. I think, you know, they can make up something, slap it, and, like, they don't have to, like, double check and, like... But, like, as a business owner, what was it like going through that? It was devastating. (laughs) (laughs) It was about eight months of crying. 
Yeah. Um, it was a big challenge for us. Um, and it was this kind of right, I felt like right at a point where everything was, everything was starting to click in and things we were, were going really well. In. We were two years in and everything was just like, we're feeling solid. Your like, brand was good. established at that point. Yeah, we were established. Like, people knew us. We had customers all the time be like, thanks to you every time a my son or daughter sees the uh, smart and final ad to oh, yeah, yeah. ice cream. Like yeah, yeah. anytime they saw the actual ampersand, like their kids would be like ice cream and like mm-hmm. the best marketing in the world. And we're like, thank you. Well, it <laughs> teaches English to some, some people didn't even know that's what that was called. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's the ant sign. No, 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 there's a name. Yeah. I had no idea. I, I get a lot of like, is your last name ampersand? Yeah. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> um, are you able to go into details as to what happened or how it unfolded? I think so probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, do want, I'll tell the story. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'll keep it kind of brief. But um, so, Salt and Straw out of Portland, oh, okay. um, apparently um, had an issue okay. with us, um, and so it was a trade dress um, threat or argument, which is basically like if you go to the dollar store and you see a brand of pasta that looks really familiar to the nicer brand of pasta. And the branding is so similar that you might get confused. Um, so they stated that our branding was so similar to theirs that our customers would think that we were associated with them or that we were them. And so we had an amazing attorney and one of the best in town. Um, and he, even he was kind of perplexed by the aggressiveness of their, of their lawyers. And so um, they just kind of threatened us into a point of either changing or going out of business with with legal fees. (laughs) Yeah, it really came down to like how much was that branding worth to us. Mm -hmm. And we looked at it and said, we'd rather serve great ice cream to Fresno and be in business than stick Stick with our original logo. Mm -hmm. And it's at the same time, like the flip side though, they're obviously hearing about you and you guys are making waves. My thoughts exactly. <laughs> Which is, yeah. so yeah, it's this terrible thing, but like seeing like the silver lining behind all of it yeah. and seeing that even after all that, you guys are, look at how much you guys have grown yeah. through that as yeah. a business yeah. mm-hmm. and leading into now you're opening a second location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and it's funny because when I reached out um, to you guys first, it was that day and I didn't even realize I emailed you and then... I was, chat- yeah. I was chatting with my mother-in-law. She's like, oh my gosh, did you see that they're opening another location? I'm like, what? And so I go to the Instagram and I see it. <laughs> I was like, they're not going to see my email. Damn it. <laughs> and then even if they did, if I send a second one, I'm too eager. They're big time now. Yeah. So, like, There's no chance. They're past uh, our threshold. They're here. <laughs> um, and it's cool because I saw that post on Instagram. And then I saw, I read it, like the uh, the description underneath it. And it was just like a cool... Um, meaningful like location did you guys like want to go in on that um, like why that location yeah so I'll kind of start um, it actually is a location that even before dreams of ampersand existed uh, we wanted to open a business in that that shopping center which crossing streets again sorry uh, Marks and Herndon Marks and Herndon okay. yeah okay. So it's the northeast corner of that uh, intersection um, and it was when Starbucks wasn't open there and my thought as a business person was like, oh, we could open, because I've always wanted to open a coffee shop. No, oh, yeah. Um, and so, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? My thought was like, hey, we put a coffee shop in to where there was a Starbucks. Like, you already have, I mean, Starbucks is such a ritual, or not Starbucks, but coffee is such a ritual thing yeah. that, like, 
people are used to driving a certain direction to get their coffee or used to like making the right hand turn to get into the parking mm-hmm. lot, whatever it might be that I was like, we could put a coffee shop in there, do it right. And then people are just going to like, we're just going to pick up the Starbucks out of reflex. Yeah. Yeah. Out of reflex. Um, but that is like, we weren't at a point in our relationship or life or financially to like make that work. And so this is kind of one of those dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so that's like the first part is like coming back full circle and actually going mm-hmm. into that shopping center. Um, and then. Yeah. My, so my parents live right there as well. Okay. Um, so we moved here in 98. So I was going to the sixth grade, which just gave my age away. Yeah. <laughs> not, that it's, not that it's terribly old. Um, and so, um, yeah, so that was just kind of a familiar, it's my old neighborhood, you know? And I think that. It was actually pretty emotional, I think maybe more so for me than for Jeff, to decide to do a second location just because our original real vision for Ampersand was that we would just be this one gem, this mm. one little thing in this cool part of town that we live in and that like people have to – you have to come from Clovis to yeah. that part yeah. of town yeah. to have our ice cream. Like, I'm sorry <laughs> the for the drive. journey. Oh my you God. have to go across <laughs> town, like going to Hamford uh, on the train for Superior Dairy. Yeah, like, you it have gets to, old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, and so that was really our, like, our, our part of our initial dream for Ampersand was it was just to be one spot, but we are just like about to burn our, our building down. We just can't, <laughs> we can't keep up. Um, which is a great thing. And it's a problem we've had since, you know, opening day. So, um, so then, yeah, so our new landlords over at Marks and Hearn actually emailed us a year ago, probably this week, um, which is crazy. Um, asking if we'd be interested in, in the spot. And so we, I was halfway through my pregnancy at that time and we're like, uh, we were also opening our coffee shop at the time with some friends. And so, um, it just, the timing didn't seem right, but they were incredibly patient. Um, and so here we are a year later and like full circle thinking back to when you were in sixth grade <laughs> You would have That's never so known. Wild. Oh, yeah. One crazy? day I'm going to have an ice cream shop there. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things, too, that I really like about our city, because a lot of people like to knock it. They can't help it. They always say, oh, Fresno this, Fresno that. But there's certain things that you can pull from it. You're like, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. We love to support local anything. Anything. If you look mm-hmm. at any... A local business that's on the come up or anything like that, it, more times than not, it's someone who was born and raised here mm-hmm. who not only won, them as the owner wants to pour back into the town that's given to them, mm-hmm. but also the, their customers are like, oh, this guy's from here. Hell yeah, I'm going to go here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's what it's about. So I like it. Like, it makes complete sense. But I also get where you're coming from where you wanted to have that one spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, yeah. that's kind of what feeds the yeah. hype, regardless of how awesome the ice cream is, the yeah. look. It's the like, oh, I got to go over there. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So anyway, just the the second location emotionally feels like almost the only other place I'd really want to go. If if I'm going to be forced to do a, yeah. a second kitchen, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's going to be in another neighborhood. It's not going to necessarily be at River Park, you know? Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's not, it, that doesn't suit us. Like, I this, totally get that. this at least still suits us. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you were making those ice cream flavors, I mean, I essentially have two questions because I really like your ice cream. One, names for your flavors. But two, the creativity behind it, like the one with flowers in it right yeah. now, I still haven't branched out to try it. Not because I'm scared of it. I just, <laughs> when the thing is, my, I'm very habitual, so I only ever get the a shake every single time with um, whiskey caramel and honeycomb. 
Every single time. And <laughs> that's not just out of fear or anything. I'm a creature of habit. I get the same thing at Chipotle, too. And I'll eventually try the flour one. But one, how do you come out with these flavors? Where does it come from? Like two more days. Oh, dang it. That's right. But that's the other thing, too. And I love it. And I hate it that you're just so like, oh, it's gone. Wait till next year. Uh, but um, where do you come up with that? And then two... How many was there one ever where you tried like oh let's do this and then you tried it and like oh let's never touch that again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of uh, I think originally a lot of our flavors came from uh, travels that we had, um, from different cocktails that we had tasted or food that we've had in travels. When we first got married, we we traveled as much as we possibly could. So um, yeah, so taking from that, taking from my semi-culinary experience of working in restaurants. Um, I worked at a lot of food, full-service restaurants. So knowing chefs and, and being a part of those kitchens and seeing those type of things. Um, and then just kind of flavors that we were like, hey, I think this would be good together. Or um, finding a new ingredient or finding something new that we can start playing around with. So, Yeah. I, yeah. I think uh, a lot of times too, like we try to find inspiration on obviously seasonality is like a big one for us. So stone fruits coming in. So we have some really tasty, um, we have an apricot ice cream coming out this next month that I think mm. might be my favorite flavor of all time. It's a honey <laughs> oh roasted apricot and a goat cheese ice cream and it is delicious. <laughs> um, and anyway, so seasonality for sure. Um, and then, uh, so whether it's ingredients or whether it's things to celebrate or things like that. So like spring flowers came because I was like, May, 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 what's, what do I think of when I think of May? And I was like, Oh, April showers bring May flowers. And so then I was like, well, we got to do an edible flower. Like, that just has to happen. Which I didn't know was possible. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe subconsciously that's why I haven't tried it. Maybe. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. <laughs> What's your guys' um, just all-time favorite flavor ice cream? doesn't have to be your own, but like what was your go-to even growing up as a kid? Just curiosity. I think growing up as a kid, my go-to was uh, cookie dough. I Same. love cookie dough. Oh. Yeah. That's always a good one. Um our flavor, my all-time favorite, and kind of referencing on like names and things like that, and flavor uh, is our Grizzly Jack, which is a Cracker Jack inspired flavor, um, titled Grizzly Jack for Grizzly 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 Baseball. Um, and so we always launch that at the start of the season. I like that. Um, that's awesome. And so yeah, so like it's yeah, that's my, yeah. that's my favorite. Yeah. I always look forward one. to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get frustrated too sometimes that they like, oh, you got to wait till next year. I'm like, dang it. Well, it's funny too because you know if you want, you just make it. Yeah. But you're like, no, I got to honor the code. Honor yes. the code. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think uh, I'm. I've always been a vanilla girl. Like I love a good vanilla with fudge or chocolate sauce and nuts. Like classic that's my favorite. Sunday. And so this last month we had the classic because it was my first Mother's Day, and I was like. What do I want? Yeah, <laughs> what do I deserve? <laughs> I've earned this. <laughs> and so it was just our Madagascar vanilla with our fudge ripple and butter pecans. And oh, like, just like, it just feels like a hug. I don't know. Super classic. And that's, yeah. that's a perfect way to describe it. I'm a cookies and cream everything. Mm. I just cannot get enough so of cookies sorry. and cream. You're sorry? <laughs> we never have it. Yeah, and that's what I was going to lead into because anyone that knows me, one, knows how much I love ice cream, specifically milkshakes. <laughs> um, so two, if they know that I like that much already, then they better know that it's cookies and cream every single time. Yeah. And so that's literally the only issue I have is that cookies and cream does not exist. <laughs> yeah. And so hopefully whenever it does, then I'll be that one that comes with five pints. 
points. We can make you a custom pan. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. We it's do just, have. We offer that service. This isn't podcast exclusive. This is like this is like customer. a real thing. Yeah. Which oh. I maybe should be ready at the phone. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now we just announced to all yeah. 100 listeners. Yeah. We do do custom pans. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, if and you we were, have done cookies and cream before. But not Oreo. Not Oreo, though. Never Oreo. Your ideal cookies and cream flavor, like what is your cookie of choice? We've done it with Speculos cookies and cream. So like the... What is Speculos? I don't know. I was going to pretend like I knew. Oh, yeah. Cookie butter from Trader Joe's. Okay. That is Speculos cookie flavor. almost a gingerbread. Yeah. And then we had... We do... Normally we do... Well, we do two different ones. We do warm cookies and cream. Which comes out around Christmas time, oh Santa, uh, which we take hot, freshly baked chocolate chip cookies straight out of the oven and dump them into the freezer. So they're still like gooey. So they break up, but yet they're still like so chunks it's like in it. Part oh, cookie dough, so cool. part cookies and cream. Yeah, it's, yeah, for the cookie dough, <laughs> <fans>, it's like, <laughs> uh, no one right after this. And then the standard one is uh, our Snickerdoodles our and cream that we do. Damn. Yeah. Is there anything coming close? It's not in season at all, huh? No, it's usually in the fall. Or no. we'll, maybe we'll do a we'll cookies you know. and cream for National Ice Cream Day or something. Oh, maybe. What do you guys uh, do for that, typically? When is National Ice Cream Day? Uh, this year, it is July 15th. It's the third Sunday of July every year. Oh, so it is consistent. Because I know is. some of those random holidays are just, I swear they make it up. Yeah, yeah. it's like three times a year. Like National Boyfriend Day every month. For mm-hmm. National Ice Cream Day. He's oh. the one that announced it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That'll be a nice way to remember it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so every year so far, our tradition has been to switch out half the case. So for the whole day, we have eight brand new unique flavors. I like that. Um, this year, like I think last year we did some to like just celebrate our neighbors. So we did like a quesadilla gorilla. They have a peanut butter Nutella quesadilla that they have on their dessert Ooh. menu. So we did like a peanut butter uh, Nutella flavor for them. We did an espresso flavor for Cup of Joy. So that was kind of our theme. This year we're doing staff picks. So our staff is giving me all of their ideas. Oh and then gosh. I will filter and create and we'll have eight brand That'll new flavors cool. inspired by our staff. So um, it'll be fun. It'll give me a little bit of a break too because sometimes <laughs> I run out of ideas. Oh yeah, naturally so. It's writer's <laughs> block in another form. I also <laughs> notice it's this Saturday there's like this adult ice cream party going on. Yeah. And yeah. it's like alcohol flavored ice cream or there's alcohol in the ice cream so like we're just bringing our whiskey caramel which is uh does we do actually use real whiskey in the caramel making process but the alcohol the fun parts cooked out yeah (laughs) (laughs) because otherwise nothing would freeze um but yeah okay cool yeah yeah but it'll be fun like ice cream inspired cocktails and okay um ice cream will be served both us, Udalali, and cream, and then I think you can have your cocktail with it type of thing. So, yeah, yeah that's should be cool. Fun. Should be fun. In regards to collaborations, um, I always call that area the trifecta. Like, if I'm really feeling like I got some money to spend, <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting quesadillas for dinner, yeah. um, a coffee before, <laughs> and then I get my milkshake after. Yeah. And I call it the trifecta. It is. In regards to collaboration, have you guys ever considered doing any sort of thing with affogato shots in regards to... Um, Utilizing cup of coffee or something along those lines, or like anything where all three of you come together to where like if you come in with you know your receipt from here or your quesadilla from here, showing that you ate there, blah blah blah. This you, you know the direction I'm going. Yeah. I feel like if I continue to talk, it's going to turn into months. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely encourage it all the time. We haven't yeah. set up like a formal system yet, so maybe that's something to think about. But yeah, yeah. we have done. Uh, 
we've done affogato things with Cup of Joy on a couple different occasions. I think our first block party, yeah, uh, we had our tricycle parked out near them, and we were like selling a, a mini scoop of ice cream. They could take it in Got for like it. a shot of espresso on mm-hmm. top. Okay. That's cool. Um, so yeah, we've done a, a couple collaborations like that. So we're actually going to be doing an affogato day at our cafe um, later this month, so. which is down the street, right? Yeah, it's on um, Olive. Okay, cool. Yeah. You're so right like in the, the midst proper. of Tower, huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is the review, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't want to make sure I got, didn't get that wrong. Yeah. So we're going to do, uh, from my understanding, <laughs> we're going to do a couple of different single origin coffees to match with different flavors from Ampersand. Oh, so. man. That's so great. Um, <laughs> Coming you, from coffee lovers. I yes, say. exactly. <laughs> Just thinking about it, yeah. This this whole thing was inspired over a cup of coffee. Oh, there you go. So, um, a lot of things are. And, yeah, honestly, I'd be curious things. to see what great ideas in the world have come with coffee involved but that could be a total on episode it's own podcast i know right great ideas over coffee oh, so if this out. doesn't work out ramon we know what we're doing yeah. we'll take all <laughs> the credit for it yeah. history podcast where you know you dive into like the invention of the light bulb the random yeah, it started from a cup of coffee yeah i love hearing those random details you're like who researched this <laughs> <laughs> like i see it with the sports it's called the elias sports bureau all the time during games and yeah, it's yeah. like we'll say lebron's the first guy on tuesday of every uh, march <laughs> To score twenty points from that six, <laughs> when it's sixty that? degrees outside, and I'm like, who, like, does this dude have a degree, or did he stumble upon this job? Whoever came up with this, wow, go you, go you. <laughs> it was so funny. I was um, talking about like collaborations and stuff. In our in our fridge right now is um, like Ben and Jerry's Tonight Dough with Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I love you, man. Ice cream coming to ampersand oh here. Oh my gosh! I don't even like know for it. like a one year anniversary, I'm like, oh man, just like <laughs> La La Land during the day. <laughs> so cool. He's gonna start thinking about that. We You'll can, probably get something. We but can then get I your Oreo to, cookies in there. Yeah, I know. What, what, what <laughs> I need ice cream. It could be a cookie dough Oreo cookies and oh. cream blend. <laughs> <laughs> Preston passed out. It's just me for the rest of the show. <laughs> oh gosh, so um, you mentioned the bicycle. Um, when was that idea conceived and birthed? <laughs> Early. Um, early on, early and on. how often does it go out? How do you decide? Um, yes, where it goes. Yeah. So originally, I mean, I think very early on, we we saw the potential for catering in in weddings, and so the tricycle kind of came out of like it's cute, it's easy, it fits with our, our branding. It's um, cheap. It's cheap. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that was a big thing. A lot cheaper than uh, other forms of catering uh, vessels, and so. Um, yeah, we just kind of stumbled across this company that, that makes them, um, awesome. and we had one built, and uh, yeah, so it comes out, mostly now the Tricycle does a lot of our weddings or private events, so people book it, um, and then we're at Gazebo with it uh, when they schedule us, and, and those type of, you know, most of those events are when they're scheduled, so, um, and then we also have the Airstream, which I don't know if you guys have seen yet. I have not. Yeah. I've seen a picture, but I thought it was just a myth. No, it, it is true. So we thing. had it's a not a mirage. This is great. <laughs> we had a 1992 Airstream retrofitted to be a like a mobile scoop shop about a year and a half ago. Oh my gosh. Um, and so we can do everything we do in the shop except for make ice cream on the go wherever gotcha. we go. So we can do milkshakes, ice cream sandwiches, toppings, the whole backet. Um, we don't so, always bring all those options. We don't always bring all those options. <laughs> yeah, that disclaimer. In the podcast. We can. And so that, um, that same thing, special events, uh, we do private parties. It gets booked uh, for weddings. 
birthday parties, staff appreciation, luncheons, mm-hmm. um, you name it, we've taken it out for all those different See, things. I didn't even know that you guys had ice cream sandwiches. I know that was the tiniest part of that whole spiel. Oh, but no. this whole t- I didn't hear Grabbed anything you. you said for the past 30 seconds because yeah. I'm like, sandwiches? <laughs> so let's talk about cookies for one second. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew you had the cookies, yeah, but okay. I never even put so we, the simple addition together. Yes, yeah, so we bake our cookies six cookies at a time because we have a tiny adult easy bake oven. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. That's so, <laughs> cool. so that is why sometimes we run out uh, early on in the day or later in the day. Um, but they are that fabulous so cookies sick. and make great sandwiches, but they are. That's so I sick. have a, uh, a question that I've been dying to ask mm-hmm. as going into like, you know, things that you can find at your, your shop. But what's the uh, what's the backstory behind the dinosaur? Oh yeah, I almost <laughs> forgot. That's actually a great story, considering. Well, now we're a couple of days out of uh, our anniversary month, um, but May we celebrated. His name is Amperdino. Amperdino, um, along with our anniversary, uh, we made some pins this year and new stickers and everything with his face on it. Um, but he actually came around the first Christmas. Uh, we did a toy drive uh, for our councilwoman, Esmeralda Soria, um, and I was just trying to promote it. So I did a, going back to social media to try to do like a little social media story. Um, and so it was, Amper, it was this Dinosaur's Adventures through Ampersand after closing, mm. kind of like a toy story yeah. co- oh, concept. okay. I like that. And so I took a bunch of pictures of like him in the ice cream case eating ice cream, <laughs> him getting into the cookies. <laughs> Him getting into the milk. Up on the shelf. Up on the shelf. Yeah. Um, And just just to promote the toy drive, not necessarily us. Mm -hmm. And the customer that actually donated him came back like two days later with another one. (laughs) And was like, I am putting this in the box because I know you will want to put him back in the box. And he needs to stay here. And then I was like, yes, ma'am. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Go and do it. Uh, And she's actually... Probably one of our greatest customers, biggest supporter. She's she's helped toy drives and everything we've done. She's always been a huge fan. Um, so she brought a second one, and I was like, "Well, now I feel like I gotta have, gotta keep them." Yeah, and put them on the counter, and customers fell in love with them. Yeah, um, and then we had a customer like it's it, he has been like the customer icon because yeah. like we've had customers bring him gifts. Oh, the little that. dinosaur that's alongside him. There's like this like great story of a kid that came in holding the dinosaur like in the clutches of his fist like not wanting to let him go he gets up to the counter and like puts him on the counter and pushes and the mom goes are you sure you want to give up the dinosaur he's like Ampertino needs a friend more than I do and it's like oh oh my gosh so we can't get rid of the little dinosaur yeah (laughs) one of our customers is a fashion designer hand tailored that tuxedo that he wears oh my goodness for our like two year anniversary so it's like all of these things, and now it's like the customer platform for customers to come. What and a cool story! Celebrate that is. him, and that's fun us. for not being necessary. We we understand we are not the the most kid oriented ice cream shop in the world. Yeah. Like we have families that come with their kids have Cold Stone, and the parents you don't have cotton candy. Like, we don't yeah. have cotton candy. We <laughs> yeah. know that. Right. that most traditional. Yeah. And we uh, know that. Sugar? So it's nice to have Amperdina around as like our connection to the I kids like that. and. Well then, yeah. the, what I'm wondering is, is are they gonna are you gonna split the duo up? Who's gonna go to the new one? We is there gonna be a new yeah, we are just guy gonna, or? I think the second location will it will Somebody. naturally something else will come okay. up. Okay, yeah, cool. I think is what we're gonna do. I think we're I like gonna that. leave it to you know if anybody out there wants to bring us 
future icon of ampersand yeah. 2.0. Just wait. To. You're going to get so many things out. We're going to go check in on the location. There's this just pig should be. It's all there. I feel like a stuffed pig. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what are you saying about this? Yeah. What's your logic? <laughs> It's something else, like, so obviously that started with, like, this toy drive, but another really cool thing you guys do that I had no idea about until um, I was just researching your guys' business, going on your website, but there's something special that happens, and I'm going to let you guys explain it, when somebody pays with cash versus a credit card. And I I read the story, but I want you guys to share it, but it's so cool. This will be news to me. Yeah, so um, this year, it's been something we had talked about for some time. But starting this year, every uh, we, we started what's called our Fresno Proud Project. Mm. Um, and the idea of the Fresno Proud Project is for us to give back to Fresno born and raised nonprofits um, that for the most part support Fresno um, is their main mission. Um, and so one of the, my thought as a business owner was I looked at, you know, we you, know, you take credit cards, you pay two and a half percent, two point seven five, sometimes three percent in fees um, to a credit card company that's not based here, right? Yeah. We use Square. They're based out of the Bay Area. Yep. We're putting 2% two, 2% two of everything that we make is going to them in the Bay Area and, and supporting them. Um, and I thought, well, why not we flip that and our price structure is already factoring in that that credit card charge for yeah. all of our transactions. Yeah. So if people start paying cash, then we can give that percentage that's part of a credit that would have gone to the credit that card company. Planned for, yeah. yeah, yeah, that we're already planning for. We could give that back to something that stays in Fresno. So by paying cash, then it keeps that circle going here in Fresno and keeps the money here in Fresno 100. percent That's that's so, so cool. How long have you been doing that for? Uh, started in January of this year. Do you have a figure? Do you know of what you've done so far? I know it's only you're halfway through a year. So. Yeah. Um, an estimation we've probably given, I'd say about 7,000. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. Ever For being since... so young. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, I don't know if you mentioned this, but you guys change it every month, like to mm-hmm. a new. Yeah. Okay. So every month we, um, so we pre-selected like for this year, our first twelve, um, just through, you know, our experiences with nonprofits already. Um, the first two years we did kind of big things on Valentine's Day where we chose mm-hmm. a nonprofit or a fundraiser to give back to, um, and this you know just kind of made it more consistent, and we kind of felt like we could kind of focus our philanthropy this way. So anyway, so we have a different nonprofit every month. Um, in May, it was City Without Orphans, which is all about foster awareness and adoption and um, giving families tools in that world and also foster care kids. And then um, this month is our – so every year we've decided we'd have one global nonprofit. So that's going to be this June and. um we're partnering with uh, West African vocational schools. And so they're a Fresno-based nonprofit that has a vocational school in Guinea-Bissau, which is in West Africa. And um, that's fully uh, run by an all-Guinean staff, teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just kind of came in and, and built it and now support it. Um, and they give skills like auto mechanics, English, French, um, computer skills, uh, all sorts of things like vocational need. welding is a yeah. big one that they need and so kind of their focus is to lift people out of poverty um by supporting local guineans and and helping them build a you know um yeah some education that way so anyway so those are just two of them um this year and they change every month and so um 
we give them the 2% cash back. We try to do a little video um, just with three simple questions for them. Tell us about your organization. What is Fresno's, what is one of Fresno's greatest needs and what is your greatest hope for Fresno? And so, um, so we share that on social media. We usually, we just are unfortunately busy and we don't have a team for our social media. Otherwise we do more, but we usually just do a post here and there, let people know what we're doing. Um, Cause it, Beyond giving the cash, it's about exposing Fresnans to what's going on in our city and what resources are here. So whether it's, um, you know, homeless children, um, animals, disabilities, disabilities. We've tried to kind of get a good variety of just like letting people know, like, hey, there are these resources. A, if you need them, and B, if you're looking to support, um, these are ways that you can get involved. I mean, like I tapped on earlier, I feel like people for some reason like to brush off Fresno. And so because of that mindset and that demeanor, they don't even consider stuff like that's even happening. Yeah. One, that there's a business contributing to that and raising awareness for that. But two, that there's even those organizations that you guys have done the research for even exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you guys are utilizing your platform like that. That's oh. so awesome because people don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Everything you just talked about, I had no idea about. And I thought I was Mr. Like, oh, I know what's going on. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, and that's something, too, just circling back to social media. It's interesting how because it's not a picture of ice cream, it doesn't get the attention that our ice cream pictures. Yeah. And it's like frustrating on our end where I'm like, this is what I want you to pay attention to. (laughs) You look at your statistics and you're like, all these ice cream pictures are getting all the likes. But I talk about, you know, homelessness and you're getting half the likes. Yeah. 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 So just side note there. It's like when I post a picture of my daughter. She gets all the likes. Yeah. <laughs> I post a selfie. The thing is, she's My cuter. mom and my wife. That's all it is. <laughs> she yeah. totally is, though. I, I understand. Yeah, and I support it. it so. <laughs> um, in regards to the tower area, that's another thing, too, where I feel like there's a big misconception. I mean, first of all, you guys consider yourself in tower? Yep. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. Yes. yes. For the like rest of some... Fresno. Yeah. <laughs> that's seriously true. Especially Clovis. Cause... And I just don't understand the preconceived notion that comes with that area of town because some of my the most fun I've had on any night out with friends or just even going to the end of town with my girlfriend that's the most fun I'll have here and I'm just curious why you guys think people knock that area of town and maybe a message you have as to like why you need to give it a chance or if they're not giving you a chance you're like you're good keep doing what you're doing <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's just a long old story you know I think um yeah, I think it did have a rough time in the 80s and 90s and um, maybe a little bit in the 90s. I think the punk rockers had a pretty good time around town. But, <laughs> um, you know, I think it's just kind of a, yeah, a long old story of Tower and downtown of people just not, um, of it just being unfamiliar. And so I think, um, and I think what is we find interesting is both of us, so I left Fresno for college, came back. He obvi- Jeff obviously isn't from here originally and we have experiences in big cities and so i call that being a boomerang when you go and come yeah, back yeah um and uh and a lot of boomerangs live in our neighborhood because they've been in you know san francisco where it's you're around homelessness you're around kind of bigger city things and yeah. so living in our neighborhood is like super mellow compared to that and they get so how special it is yeah, yeah. And so, and you get used, you know, like we love old character and homes and things that you're only really going to find in the Fresno High Tower District area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you, you know, want those things, there's really only one place to get it. But I think, um, 
yeah. I mean, we've lived there since we were engaged, so seven years now, and um, yeah. we love. I mean, yeah, we love it. As yeah, think, um, oh no, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I, I think a lot of it too is tower and downtown. People are familiar enough with it. But also enough unfamiliar, whereas like when you go to like a big city, like you go to the Mission District in, in San Francisco, like the same things, if not worse, go on in all of Mission District. But many people will travel there and be like, oh, we're the best place ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like you have this in park. your own neighborhood here in, yeah. in Fresno, in Tower District. I mean, it's yeah. maybe not the same bars and restaurants, but the same homelessness issues, the same drug issues, the same, all of that happen around you. But when you're in San Francisco, you're so unfamiliar with it. Yeah. You don't know that happens because you don't look at the daily newspaper. You don't look at, you don't hear the, you know, the, the daily radio about this is the 16th crime that's happened in a week on that street or whatever it might be. We're in Fresno, like, you know it just enough, but it's also uncomfortable because you don't know yeah. it. And yeah. so it's like that balance of like, really like, you just got to break that at some point and, and just try it and see the experience that's out there and the great things that happen at tower theater and, and the, the theaters that are in tower and, um, there's just a fantastic nightlife that can you know be had down there. I completely so. agree. Yeah. And, and I, I, I can't wait to see what's going to be in five years. Oh, yeah. same, which is like, it's going to be amazing. I was going to kind of lead into, because I know there's a big, there's always been a big push for rebuilding downtown uh-huh. always. And I feel like it's was for a while. It was just like, it's all talk. People are like, yeah, we're going to rebuild downtown. Yeah, we're going to rebuild town- downtown. But honestly, I'm really getting a vibe now that there's some real efforts being made. As business owners, though, that have kind of built a business in an area that people try to forget, mm-hmm. what do you think needs to happen in downtown to really kind of either kickstart it or keep the momentum going? I think the biggest thing for downtown is, um, for business owners, is that things have to be done right. Yeah. If you're going to attract people to that area, you have to have a level of excellence with your business and a level of execution that people coming are going to remember and want to come back for. Um, and it was our game plan with Ampersand from the very beginning. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we got laughed out of offices or in conversations of like, you're going to open an ice cream shop where? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to, and it's like, now look at our corner. It's yeah. like you have us, Quesadilla, Cup of Joy. Tower District Director moved in there, and like the parking lot's full all the time. All of that's like, like a destination. Yeah, we had constantly an issue now for me. Twelve hundred <laughs> parking spot. We had twelve hundred people come. About twelve hundred people come to our block party this year, um, and so people are coming to that corner that was three years ago. When I told the banker that's where we wanted to open, they looked at us and like, you know, there's nothing there, right? And oh it's like, my gosh. Yeah, but if you if you execute and you do well, people are going to come for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like downtown, I think Bitwise is like a great example of of doing it well. They're they're investing the money and the time. They're making these really cool locations. And though it's not stuff that that will really attract people because it's not like a restaurant or a venue, but that's a good groundwork for that. And it and it really starts. It makes other people elevate what they do because mm-hmm. if you're going to go into a Bitwise building, you're going to have to meet a certain level of expectation. Or if you're going to go into like right next to it. You're not just gonna, you know, go buy some stuff from Hobby Lobby and slap it on the wall and say, yeah, yeah. No, I got no. a cafe so, now. Yeah. Because right next door is <laughs> Bitwise yeah. that they yeah. had a custom built hive, you know, walkway that's like mm-hmm. gorgeous and beautiful out of wood. And it's like, well, if I got that next door, I gotta I gotta elevate exactly. that a little bit. Totally. Or you so, won't succeed. Or you won't succeed. That's yeah. That's true. So I think just executing and and um, making it good for people that wanna come and, and mm-hmm. meeting their expectations the first time around. Because mm-hmm. one time I'm like, well, it's downtown, and I didn't have a good time. 
PC later. Yeah, they're going to tell everybody That's about it. That's what I expected. Yep. Jeez. Well, as we wrap things up, first off, um, you can find um, Ampersand on Instagram. And I think it's just Ampersand Ice Cream, right? Uh, yes. yes. At Ampersand Ice Cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just a big thank you guys for coming again. Oh, absolutely. Um, Thanks for having us. This is great. We apparently could go another hour. <laughs> yeah, it's already been 50 I mean, minutes, and I it got, feels like it's been like 20. And two, <laughs> I got, seriously, though, I got yeah. two. That's why I'm like, dang it, there were two more I didn't get in there. The first one is, I love your guys' ideas and your perspective and where you're coming from. I'm curious, if you weren't doing this, do you know what you would be doing? Do you have an idea of what you'd be wanting to do? If, and I know you're already in the coffee shop business, so mm-hmm. that doesn't... I can't, I'm not going to allow that one to qualify. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Are there alternate passions that you would feel like you'd be feeding into if you weren't doing this? I'd probably be in some sort of healthcare field. Okay. I think. I just, because that's like, that is what drives me is the hospitality and the caring and the customer service. And so I guess I'd probably, <laughs> probably still in dental. I don't know. Yeah. I'd probably be in food in some place. Okay. I'd still be working for Taco Bell. I don't know. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it was working. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great. Um, the last one for me is just, it's a personal experience. I only know one other person that's curious about it. <laughs> working in coffee oh, yes. so long, and I know there's a large amount of braces that could probably understand. You, when you work there, you try all kinds of things. You drink all of the drinks, and you slowly develop a lactose intolerancy. It's not an issue right now going there. But for those that either, one, are battling that issue in regards to dairy, or two, just choose not to have dairy. Mm-hmm. Any plans for the future in regards to an alternative option? Do you want me to take this one? Yeah. Okay. So we do always have sorbets, which okay. I know is not the same thing. Because they're sorbets and they aren't ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she's had this conversation yeah. with yes. someone before. Um, but the truth is... Non-dairy alternative frozen desserts <laughs> are pretty tricky. That's okay. uh, They're pretty hard to manufacture well, and I really don't want to put something in the case that is mediocre. See, I respect that. Yeah. I thought so, it was something like that. like, go get some Halo Top. Yeah. Yeah. Like, get, <laughs> like, get the good stuff from Trader Joe's, Joe's and enjoy it, And because I promise I probably can't do it better. See, and I I respect <laughs> that. I figured something like that, and honestly, I wanted the public to hear that yeah. because that's a justifiable reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like mean, you said, if you want Halo Top, go get it. I'll down yeah. a pint at once, and I won't feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> it says two hundred eighty yeah. calories. I've done way worse once. <laughs> 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 so yeah, um, I have one more now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we warned them. So <laughs> um, you guys starting your own business. Any advice you have for people? That are maybe on the cusp of wanting to do something similar. Doesn't have to deal with ice cream. It could be something totally different. But like on that edge of like, oh, should I make that leap? Um, what advice do you have for them? Well, first I'd say like make sure your passion, your heart is in it because um, mm. it is a lot of work. Um, even when it's fun and you have the very enjoyable moments, it's a lot of hard work um, day in and day out. Um, but do it. I mean, go for it. If your passions, if you have a passion for it and you have a heart for it and you're, you're wanting to do it, um, go out and do it because yeah. you can, you can muddle around with it forever. And I love to reference the story of like how ampersand really got the kickstart was Amelia was like, so are we going to keep dreaming or are we going to start doing Ooh, wake up goal? Yeah. yeah. And it was like, is it going to be a dream or is it going to be a goal? Yeah. And yeah. so it's when we switched it to that goal that like it actually became a reality. And so, um, just do that. And, and do your research, mm-hmm. yeah. plan, and make a business plan. If you don't want to make one, there's lots of things online to like 
research and, and figure that out, but like really plan through every element. Um, and as I learned in one of my college courses, like just shoot for the stars, like go out there thinking that it's going to be this because you're going to set yourself up for success through that way um, rather than kind of going like, oh, yeah, I want to do this. All right, well, just like open up and it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you just have that mindset, then it's going to be okay and it's not going to be great. And you can tell like just those words that he said, like when you walk into Ampersand, like everything done with excellence and like out of passion and you can see that. Mm-hmm. So I applaud you guys for doing that. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, you can go to other places that you can tell like, oh, yeah, this was a good idea. But it, there was no passion or anything behind it. It was just a good idea. It's also cookie cutter wherever else you go. Yeah. You walk in any Starbucks, you can turn every direction with your eyes closed, and you know exactly where <laughs> you know where the bathroom is, <laughs> no matter whatever. what city you're in. That's master plan right there. It, yeah. it is. Yeah, I respect <laughs> it, but at the same time, I get what you guys are doing too. So, so, and then I just want to say thank you guys for backing up Fresno and not and like even just getting to this podcast and meeting the people that we have so far, even as social media. Like, you can really tell that something cool is happening. And just Fresno in general and Tower District and downtown. And that you have this group of community of business owners that are supporting each other. So I applaud you guys for doing that and just bringing greatness to Fresno. I know it gets overlooked a lot. Um, but, dude, this city has big things coming. For Not sure. the armpit of California with a heart. Don't let me tell you otherwise. Amen. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> Put but, that on a shirt. Yeah, maybe, on that, maybe on that note, we can end. So, totally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, guys, thank you for listening. Um, week three. Um, and I hope that you guys got something out of this. Um, found out a little more about your favorite um, ice cream shop in the Valley. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, what Preston said last time, just be nice. Yeah. Be nice to people. That's my that's my uh my <laughs> message I leave. Just be nice to people, all right? And make a difference. We love you guys. See you later. I love you, man. I love you too, bud. I love you, dude. I love you, bro Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Brosif Quiddles. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe.